Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. You need to get her some Xanax. Yeah, I actually have well, Xanax. For you know, my dog. they think that she has that Addison's disease. <laughs> I have Xanax for my I dog. I need Xanax for her. Tell your doctor. Like, it's literally Xanax. Because mm-hmm. uh, Photo, well, she, now she's going deaf. But, like, oh. she used to be able to, like, if there was a thunderstorm. She'd sit there and shiver and like follow me around. And if I sat down, she'd have to be on my lap. Like one day, I went home after work and there was a thunderstorm during the day. She was stuck in my bathtub because like she jumped in, but it's like my bathtub's a little bit sunk so she could jump in but not get out. (laughs) So I just walk in and I just hear like scratching and I'm like, where's my dog? And I find her in the bathtub. Poor baby. And in, uh, like when we're driving to Arkansas, she like gets really anxious and she will only sit in my lap and then her nails sit there and dig into my legs because she keeps standing up and like trying to walk around because she does not, she didn't used to have that many issues. So anyways, doggy Xanax. It works. Holy Mirrors. crap. <laughs> what is this world coming to? Well, I think I need some doggy Xanax for her because, you know, I told you they think that she might have the um, Addison's disease. So she doesn't have. Like her, her body doesn't reserve but, her uh, adrenaline right? re- release like the cortisone and adrenaline right so it when she gets irritated and upset it takes so long for her to i mean that's not diagnosed because i can't afford the fucking test oh yeah i had, i just took my dogs yesterday friday to the vet now i told travis i was gonna go bankrupt because i left four hundred dollars poor yeah. I'm poor for too. Two dogs. I had to put two hundred and fifty dollars into my car on Friday. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Jeez, <laughs> oh, we are all suffering from a hit to the bank account because I had to uh, let go of some money to help Dylan since he had two full weeks off vacation with no pay. Ah, uh, because you know he came with me to Wyoming for a week, and then two weeks later he came with me to Minnesota, and then they moved into a new apartment on Friday. So he's like, ah. Uh, Mom. Well, you're a nicer mom than mine would have been. I was going to say, you're a nicer mom than my parents. I said... Mine would be, get your shit together. Mine would be, don't said, go on vacation. Okay. This is your fault. Yeah. Well, if you I can't did, afford it, I don't did do tell it. him that I would help if he came on vacation. So... Yeah, you're he way probably, nicer than my parents. He probably would not have asked if I hadn't said something. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was trying doing? to, like, pull up... I can't remember what I did last week. Like four weeks ago. Last week was there the one go. it was written by two people. The Wife Between Us was what you did last week. The Wife Between Us. Because okay. I had to look up two people to tag them on Twitter. Well, Because it, it was two, not one. Well, that doesn't I'm, happen very often. I'm only one episode behind on the, the podcast. I need to go into our website anyways <laughs> and put some more pictures on there. So we're uh, puppy sitting Daisy again this weekend. And I left all four animals at home with Travis. Yeah. Um. So three dogs and a cat. And he sent me a message because my oldest dog, Photo, she's a little Jack Russell Terrier. Sometimes we have trouble getting her to come back in the house after she goes outside to the bathroom. So I guess he finally got her to come inside and he was telling her, good girl, good job, whatever he was saying affirmative to her. And my Google home mini decided to 
chime in and say, uh, yes, nailed it. <laughs> so we all have proof <laughs> that we're being wiretapped continuously. Yes. I, that's not are. the first time. Like, there's been random times when Travis will be just walking through the house and he, he said sometimes he'll talk to himself. Like, I've caught him talking to himself. <laughs> like, here at work, I'll walk into his office and he's just like mumbling because he's pissed off about something. But, anyways, he'll be walking around the house talking to himself and he says Google will respond to him. So, yeah. I'm like, okay, it hasn't done that to me, but I also don't walk around. Well, I walk around in conversations myself and I've never had. Tyler still has his Google Home at my house, Mm -hmm. and I actually had forgotten all about it because it's like kind of behind the TV a little bit. And I was just sitting there one time watching TV, not even talking, dog is asleep, and all of a sudden Google starts talking to me, and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Because I'd even forgotten that it was there, and I'm like, what was that? I'm like, oh. Somebody's in the house! Oh, my God! (laughs) My favorite thing is, because I know all of our stations have it here, but like Sports Animal, it'll say... uh, like listen to us on Alexa or Google or whatever, and it'll say, "Hey Alexa, uh, turn on WWS the Sports Animal." Yeah, we and do then, that too. So Baker has um, an Alexa in his office, but then he's usually listening to his radio. So then it'll have that promo on, and as soon as it says, "Hey Alexa, turn on Sports Animal," his Alexa will turn on Sports Animal. So then he's got to like figure out how to yep. stop it every <laughs> single time. Yep. We have that. Uh, we actually had a, when we first started playing those promos. We actually had listeners calling and saying, "Would you please take that off?" Because every time you do that, it stops the radio and restarts the station. And I listen to it online, so it's really annoying. Oh. <laughs> she, she's like, "Please stop!" Of course, we didn't. But well, clearly that, that, that would be annoying. That would clearly, be annoying. we're still playing those promos. I don't have any of those things, and I'm going to keep it that way. You don't want a wiretap in your home? I don't. I really, Amazing. you know what? My I didn't... phone is enough. I know that they're watching me on my phone, so that's good enough for me. I just got an Alexa, wait, Alexa's Amazon, right? Yeah. I just got one of those just so I could listen to the, like, five audiobooks I own and never listen to. And, like, I can put it in my bathroom and maybe, like, listen while I'm putting makeup on or something. Oh, that's a good idea. I have no ideas. Yep, I need I, I can like... listen to my uh, my Audible. That's books. why I got it because yeah. Google would not let me yep. do. It that. doesn't let you do it with OverDrive. Hmm. Oh, uh, the but Audible oh, on yeah, OverDrive. It's it a won't. different. Yeah, but it'll let you use your Audible account. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because yeah, they also own yeah. Goodreads. Did you know that? What? Yes. Amazon owns Goodreads. Mm-hmm. <gasps> can they please update the interface? Because the interface is from like I don't know twenty twelve ish. They're trying, and actually, they were like job openings if you wanted to move to Seattle to work for Goodreads and like Ooh, how much do they pay I'd move pass. to Seattle um, <laughs> probably not a lot hard pass I'd be depressed all the fucking time hey, every time it rains awesome. and is gray I'm like <gasps> they have a real housing problem also I'm super allergic to it because they have a oh, fuck ton of cottonwood right. trees there did you, did you right. review Carrie Mora? no I didn't like it so when we went to Seattle really? a couple years ago mm-hmm. I you gave it, it four awesome. stars yeah, but that's because they wouldn't let me give it three and a half. Oh, so you round it up instead of down? I round up. If if I that's surprising. If I did, if you actually look at her reviews on if Goodreads, I didn't hate they're it. all like two stars, and you're like, "What the <laughs> fuck have you been doing, Martha?" <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes I round up, sometimes I round down. <laughs> Sounds Depending. like you do a lot of rounding down. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of am getting choosier in my old age. 
about the kind of books that I like. See, I just stop reading shit. I'm like, I don't like it. I'm going to stop. And then I move on to something else. There are certain, it has to meet certain criteria for me to keep going. I don't even put the books on there that I quit. I used Uh, to do that because I used to think that that people deserve to know that I hated it. (laughs) And so I would give it one star and count it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, you know, people are weird about that, counting books that you didn't actually finish. So I was like, eh, fuck it. I just won't put them on there. If I get more than a quarter into it, I count it. Yeah, I think it's fair to go 100 pages. Yeah. That spreadsheet I've been using, which I Mm -hmm. know is not the same thing because it's not like public for other people to look at, but you can put like how many pages did you read? Did you finish it or not? And so then at the end, it'll even add it to like a little pie chart and it'll show you how many books you DNF'd. Oh. (sighs) So many. I've DNF'd so many books. I'm actually not big on. I don't know. Usually if I start it and get, like, even if, I mean, it takes a lot for me to. Well, if I pay for a book, I'll automatically give it more weight and try harder. Mm -hmm. But if it's a library book and I clearly don't like it or I'm not in the mood for it, I'll just send it back. See, I'm just really picky. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. There are a thousand other books on this planet I well, could yeah, be reading right at this too. second. It's like, like, I don't want to waste read my something time I don't on like. something that I clearly am not going to like. Yeah. Mine is like like the one me and Vani were talking about a few weeks ago. All the light you can... or the light All the light the, you cannot see? Or wait, light between the oceans. The light between the oceans. Yeah. It's like one of the first books I've DNF'd in like a couple of years. I can't because believe you DNF'd that. I love that. It's book. M- like literally, I'm having like I will get heart palpitations just thinking about picking it up again because I I still it's still sitting on my kitchen table. Like I could go and finish it, but girl, get rid of it. I'm so like it makes me so angry that I do not like I don't know. I just had such a bad reaction to the way the let characters go, were acting. Let it go. Probably the, <laughs> also, the wife. I, the wife. Yeah, I had a bad reaction to the way the wife was acting. Yeah. I and was like, the guy, he was just like too complacent. Now, I'm just going to tell you really quick, Nicole. You were talking about your Jack Russell that won't come inside. Mm-hmm. Echo has started doing this thing when I walk her at lunch where I walk her for a minute and she just lays down. Oh, yeah. My dog will do does. sometimes. Really? Yeah. So we I need a dog picture. psychologist to come on this program. I took her picture Clearly. the other day and put it. I put it on Facebook and I'm like, <laughs> when... When the afternoon walk is just too much. <laughs> Annabelle just does it because she'll, like, she'll either lie down or sit down because she's like, I'm done out here. Can we please go back inside? And then I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I hate when I like go home at lunch and I'm in a hurry and I let my dogs out and then they'll just go sit in the sun. Yeah. And you're like, no, go pee and shit. And well, like, let's go. Come on, guys. Yeah, this and is like, like no, before son. she pees. And it's like, <laughs> listen, it's hot out here. I still have to eat lunch. <laughs> you need to hurry. Once again, I can't participate in this conversation no, because you... my dog lives outside. Yes, it, it is hot. I get it. She seems fine. She's fine. Well, She's... she goes into the shop. I mean, it's she does. Not she like goes she... into the shop where it's cooler. There... Yeah. You know, the concrete is cool she can lay in on there. The concrete and it's yeah, nice and cool. Yeah. Outside dogs are tough. Like, I'm, I feel guilty fu- all the fucking time. <laughs> it's the only thing that my husband and I don't agree about. Inside and outside dogs. Yep. Poor Martha's over the animal talk. Ugh. You like animals. I do like animals. Oh, by the way, today Travis was like, a, he told me, by the way, Martha cornered me and told me about how much you want to go to the stupid anim- or elephant place. <laughs> and I told her, 
He literally, he was like, I fucking told her we can go anytime you want. You just got to tell me. <laughs> and he was like, get Martha off my back. Well, she he was wearing an elephant shirt yesterday yeah. in the office. Uh, that's so our kinda, dart team. Yeah, but I, I kind of felt like it needed to be said. He already knows. I know, but I wanted to get him anyway, make sure he did it. She's going to launch him into action. Mm-hmm. Actually, we might go Friday. Really? I don't know. Well, I don't even know if they have tickets left. One last word on the whole animal thing. My son turns 21 today. Aw, happy birthday. He's not an animal. He He is an animal. Same birthday as Ernest Hemingway. Aw. Well, he works for the sports animal. That's pretty cool. Happy birthday, Tyler. (laughs) You little jelly bean. You're so cute. Happy birthday, baby cake. I know um, you don't have Hulu, but... Hulu has a commercial for Rover because I told you Tyler does Rover. It's like a guy jumping in action, like to go walk somebody's dog. And he like gets off the couch. and He's like, you know, getting all his gear together. And I told Tyler that he needed to do that commercial. Guy even is tall with curly hair on the top. That's funny. <laughs> Man. <it's> with, so... <laughs> with sweatpants and a Rover t-shirt. <laughs> oh, so hard for me to believe that our boys are getting this old. Yesterday... I took Dylan's bed to him in his new apartment. And this is the first time he's actually signed on a lease. Ooh. And then I went into, I saw his apartment. It's really nice. I and he doesn't have a shower curtain. So I said, oh, honey, you need a shower curtain. Let's go get a shower curtain. And he pauses for a second. He goes, I'm good. I said, you don't want me to go get a shower curtain with you? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll, do, I'll take care of it. So he goes, you can go. And I'm standing there and all of his clothes are there and could be hung up and all this stuff could be done. And I left and I sat in the car and cried. Did you really? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I felt super freaked out that my baby had flown the coop. Isn't that weird? He's already been out. It's like your child lived in a house by him. I know. He lived in a house, but it was almost like he was just over at a sleepover yeah it's funny the kind year. of stuff that hits you when you're a parent like i kind of understand but at the same time it'd be like fuck yeah like freedom yeah Freeze. i already did that <laughs> and now it's like he was home for a little while and it was so nice and i didn't hate having him around for a change and now he's gone again he lives in this city no, now he lives in Edmond. Oh, no. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you should have just been born a boy because your parents would have loved you a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point now that you say that. I always hated my brother because he got more attention than I did. Ain't no one mm. coming over to my house and helping me unpack or buying me shower curtains I when know, I got right? my first apartment my with Travis. <laughs> did help me unpack my kitchen. This last time, but also my mom delights in organizing people's things the way she wants them. So it was like a gift for both of us because she she got to organize my shit the way she thought it should be. No, and I'm always a little bit sad when my mom is like, watch it like this weekend. She's going to watch my house for me and Mm -hmm. make sure my cat doesn't starve to death. And she's not going to clean anything while she's (laughs) there. It always makes me a little bit sad. Because Travis's mom will come over and just like... I mean, I'll go to work, and when I come home, my house People is do like not do amazing. That for their daughters, they're I know. like, dude. If I had a daughter, fine. I would totally do that. Anybody want to be my daughter? I'm feeling very empty nesting right now. Damn it! Yeah, you want to come over to my house and clean things? <laughs> Alyssa, if your mom needs another quote-unquote gift, 
She can come to my house anytime. <laughs> I have a lot of organization that needs done. I have nothing on my walls, and I've lived in my apartment for like six months. All right, this is making me sad. Can we talk about books now? Okay. Also, my mom loves me very much. I'm, I'm not saying she doesn't. It's just that's not her forte. She's not going to clean my house for me. <laughs> my mom loves me, and um, she wants me to clean her house. <laughs> yeah, that would probably have been where I fall in the camp of if my mother were still alive. I mean, my my parents both love me very much, but they're also both very of the, you're free, go. <laughs> yeah, You're fine, sort it out. We we took care of you for 18 years. Yeah, like, you can do it. Goodbye. <laughs> my mom just tells me, you're smart, you can figure it out. <laughs> you're resourceful. I have faith that you can do that. Once again, sad. We're making Martha sad. Review your book. Okay. <laughs> this is also probably going to make Martha sad. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a yeah, fucking sad, sad book. You no, this, this, funny. this actually isn't so much as a uh, heart wrencher as a freaking crazy what the fuck kind of book. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll take that. Hmm. When I very first started this book, it's about a lady who's divorced, um, tried to have kids, couldn't get pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And I, when I very first started reading this, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be another one of those kind of books that's going to be trying to be like Girl on the Train. Because, you know, there were so many that came out with that same premise. And I had just read one that was like that, that I quit reading. And I'm like, all right. Then this lady started doing some kind of crazy shit. And I was like, all right, well, let's just see what where this goes. So I kept reading it. And this chick got crazier and crazier as it went. And I didn't say the name of it it's called looker by laura sims i can't say that this was a fantastic book but it was an interesting book like i said um lady is getting a divorce from her husband he had just moved out um she still has his cat there she doesn't boil the cat does she no she doesn't boil the cat but she ends up like almost like holding the cat hostage is, and because her husband, her soon to be ex-husband wants the cat back and she won't give the cat that back to her ex-husband. That happens all the fucking time. So then like, you know, part of like the divorce papers that he sends her that she won't sign that she ends up just burning is like for custody of this cat. So it turns into this like real thing. And then <laughs> and she's a professor at a college and she ends up. Doing some stuff to jeopardize her, her career. I'm not going to say what. Oh, student fucking by chance. So, um, <laughs> and also she becomes obsessed with one of her neighbors. Like, as in to the point where she's, she needs help. She needs some kind of medication because this chick is fucking crazy. <laughs> she like is stealing stuff from their lawn and just fantasizing about like members of the family family it's just you're just freaking and she just gets crazier as the book goes on i wish on. we could show Alyssa's face right now <laughs> i'm real worried about this lady and she should go to therapy <laughs> yeah. so i think it was i text you when i was reading this book i'm like i'm reading this book and this chick is holding somebody hostage and stalking her neighbors <laughs> I'm like, what else do you need in a book? (laughs) I do believe that I remember that text. And I remember thinking, I can't wait to hear about this one. Yeah. It was a well-written book. I mean, it it wasn't hard to read or anything. And it was a quick read. It was kind of like, it was one of those palate cleansers for me from all of my war books. I wanted a break from World War II. And this is one of the ones that I picked. 
like I said, I basically kept reading it, not so much for the story, because I wanted to know what kind of crazy shit this this lady was going to do in the book. You almost said this bitch. Yeah, I wanted to see <laughs> what see kind your... of crazy shit this bitch was going to do before this book was over. Um, I would have to say it ended it with kind of a whimper. Hmm. It wasn't a huge... It's not something that like was a build up, build up, build up, build up, and then something, you know, fantastic exploded at the end. It was more like, um, you know, a fizzled out dud of a firecracker, but it was still good and it still had an ending. It didn't just end at a cliff note or anything, but yeah, this bitch was crazy. It was almost comical how... Some of the stuff that she was doing, because it was not like she was like super dangerous or anything like she didn't go on a killing spree or, you know, kidnap little Poison kids anybody. or anything. But the whole holding the cat hostage thing and just it was. Yeah, especially if she didn't really like the cat. She didn't. She yeah. didn't really like yeah. the cat. But See, there she you was go. like, no, I'm keeping this cat. <laughs> I will have to say she does do a couple of like. Not great things in this book. Mm. You don't say. Well, I'm just saying, like, she's not, like, super dangerous, but she is a little dangerous. She does she some does questionable do things. Some questionable <laughs> things. Um, So I would say probably not a good thing for to let your teenager read or your, you know, your kids read. But well, I would hope that you're not letting your kids read most of the books we talk about on this program. <laughs> well, well maybe know, the ones Martha talks about, but most well, yeah, <laughs> they're not okay. all that Well, you bad. know, some of them, you know, don't have. But there's some <laughs> kind of graphic, not super, super graphic, but, you know, sex scenes in there. And so <laughs> just, you know, hmm. I would say it's definitely not a YA book. And that was Looker by Laura Sims. If you want something you want to read about a crazy bitch, go ahead and check this out. <laughs> All righty then. Okay, my turn. Okay, so this week I read Brazen and the Beast by Sarah McLean, which was a gift from my book fairy, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love it when the book fairy comes? I do. I wish the book fairy liked war books a little I more. I wish the book fairy yeah. would I give think me the book some fairy receiving. Hey, uh, book fairy, war I'm books. looking for a book called Patton, if you could find one. It's a nonfiction. Well, that is Send really it to specific. Me. It's a nonfiction. Send it to me. But for real, they like... For some reason, William Morrow sends me a lot of romance books, which is not my thing. I mean, there's a couple like that. They put out one. a lot of yeah. romance books. And I told Alyssa this, like, it's very upsetting because I'll get packages and they're like super bright and like in these sparkly shipping packages. And I'm like so excited because I'm getting a bright, sparkly package instead of just the normal cardboard box. And I open it and it's a romance book. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> This is for Alyssa. Come on, William Morrow. Up your game a little for us. Come on, how come my books can't be in sparkly wrapping paper? (laughs) I I like my books pretty. (laughs) I feel pretty. But I just get those random cardboard Mm. plain. (laughs) Anyway, sorry Sorry about that tirade. Back to our regularly scheduled program. So this book is about Hattie, and it is the year of Hattie. And Hattie has decided that she is going to take control of her entire life. She's a 29-year-old spinster, which means in society, this is a historical novel. And so 
I was going to say 29 in a spinster. That yeah. has to be historical. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to society, I mean, she's basically useless in their eyes. Like, she hasn't gotten married. She hasn't really done anything because they don't let women do anything back then. So Bastards. I know. So she wants to take control of her father's shipping company and strike out on her own and buy her own house, which sounds like a great plan to me. The problem is, is her father wants to leave his shipping company to her hapless brother, who's an idiot. Of course. <laughs> Just that a sounds so familiar. idiot. Because even though Hattie does a lot of stuff for the shipping company, for her father... Um, she, she doesn't have a penis. She, exactly. She doesn't have a penis, and so her dad Very good, Nicole. doesn't care. <laughs> and sadly, that sort of thing happens every day. Still. Yeah. Still. Still. So she um, encounters, on the first night of the year of Hattie, on her 29th birthday, she gets into this carriage, and there's a giant man tied up in the bottom of the carriage. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> a man, because... and he's tied up. What <laughs> more could you ask for? And so, she come takes to off find his out. Pants. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So, um, it's because he's been knocked out and tied up by someone. And so, as turns out, it was her brother. And it's really bad. He knocked the dude out. Oh, Sorry, okay. that was not a good sentence. Okay. I was like, okay, her brother was tied up on the floor? No, no her brother is I get the it. one I get it. tied the guy Yeah, up. and unfortunately for her brother, um, the man he tied up is very, very dangerous. Ooh. He rules over Covent Garden, which, if you're not familiar with that, was a bad part of town, kind of, in London back in the day. I think it's fancy now. It's very like, fancy now. It's kind of like how Brooklyn used to be. Like Brooklyn used to be a not so great part of New York City. And then people came in and gentrified it. And now no one can afford to live there. Covent Garden is the same thing mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, he's a very dangerous man. And he wants to get revenge on Hattie's brother, understandably, because he knocked him out and tied him up and put him in the bottom of a carriage. Well, why did the brother do that? Or is that giving away too much of the plot? Giving away too much of the plot. Oh. Sorry. Why did the brother do that? I got to know now. Might be having to read a romance novel in my future. Hey, whatever floats your boat, baby. (laughs) So through the course of this book, Hattie is trying to gain control of the shipping company. But this other, the guy who was in the carriage, his name is Wit. He is trying to now steal the shipping company from her father because he knows that it's going to eventually end up in her brother's hands. And he wants to ruin her family because of what her brother has done to him. Because he's not going to take that lying down. Literally. Now Literally. That now that he's untied, he's not going to take that lying now down. Now he's going to do whatever he wants. Um, but then the problem ensues over the course of the book that he and Hattie start to fall in love. Oh. I know. Martha's rolling her eyes. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we never would have expected. This was nope. a really, really good book. It is the second in the series... And um, one thing I love about Sarah McLean is she, and what a lot of romance writers are doing today, but taking issues of today, like women's autonomy, and placing them back in another time where they can be, what's the word I'm looking for? Not blown up, but like made bigger. Like it was a bigger problem back then than it is now. Bless you. Bless you. 
Thank you. She looked like she was about to have an aneurysm. <laughs> I know. It's, I didn't. I didn't want to have to try to cut that out of what you were saying. I knew it was coming. I can't see your face, so I feel like we need <laughs> to leave that in there. I was like, what happened? <laughs> well, keep in mind that sneezes are directly related to orgasms. Just saying. Um, I didn't. No. 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 Just gonna let it slide. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> So, um, one of the great things Sarah McLean does is she takes... <laughs> Nicole's We're like, losing oh, Nicole. Right. We're losing Nicole. Once again, I, you know, I, really think, I really think we need... Are you putting penises up your nose or something? How on earth? <laughs> related. It, there's a whole other explanation listed. I've heard that too. That. I've heard that like, yeah, like a sneeze is a... Like, like one one thousandth of a... Orgasm yeah, or it's, something. it's actually a scientific thing, Nicole. It's not. Yeah, yeah I forget. Doesn't make it any less funny. <laughs> well, that's why I said it. So just sneeze a thousand times right in a row, and <laughs> your brain might <laughs> your liquefy, <laughs> and then you might have an orgasm. <laughs> your eyes will pop out. We really need a camera in here, just for the facial expressions alone. <laughs> Martha, we need to have an anatomy class later and talk about where you're putting things and where they do and do not belong. My help your sinuses out. For women. You don't need a penis to have an orgasm. Then Nicole's like, oh. I'm still wondering what's going up your nose to cross that. Your fingers do fit up there. Just saying. You can okay. pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you cannot pick your friend's nose. Maybe that's well, why you more important. Now. It would be really gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I was talking God about. God damn it. You know they, why this is, Alyssa? You know why this always happens in your review? Because, because my books it's romance. Have sex in there. Yes, that's right. <laughs> We end up digressing in your slot because okay, it but fits. All it, she said was they ended up falling in love, and then you sneezed. That's true. And then we started talking about orgasms. It was not my fault this time. It's a scientific fact. I think it's always Martha's fault. It's just because you're talking about your book. She Clearly, thinks- I've been undersexed for a week since my husband's been gone. <laughs> Do we need to take a trip back to Hustlers for you? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alyssa. I really it's do okay. apologize. What was I talking I'll about? sneeze during Nicole's review, too. Okay. <laughs> I think Watch you, out! You said that... Um, I got pepper in my drawer over here, and I'm ready to use it. What was I saying? <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> yes. So that's all I'm going to talk about with the plot. Because a lot happens in this book that I don't want to give away. Like, it's kind of twisty-turny, which is fun. And so um, one of the good things this book does, and that Sarah McLean does very well, is she takes <laughs> women's issues today and puts them under a magnifying glass in her books. And puts them in a different time so you can really, like, explore them more because it was a bigger problem then. And so, like, women's autonomy back then was pretty much non-existent and so it kind of explores how now that's still like a social issue that we explore and we get to explore it through the whole book back then it's a really good read i read it in an afternoon wow really? wow yeah 
it, uh, what was that last week? Yeah, last weekend I just sat down and I was like, I'm going to read this book. And then I sat on my couch and I just read all I day. I love when you can do that. I know. Well, it's a big compliment, like, because it's hard to keep my attention for like four and a half hours. Yeah. So Sweet. it was really, really good. And that was Brazen and the Beast by Sarah McLean. And it comes out July 30th. Woo! Yep. Okay, then. Nicole! Getting my pepper out, Nicole. <laughs> uh, keep your orgasm, like, in private. Thank you. <laughs> your sinus orgasm. Ah, you are no fun at all. <laughs> I know some For people sure. are voyeurs, but voyeur. just keep that over there. <laughs> Nicole does not want We're to watch. We're not, <laughs> She does not want to watch. I don't We're know how to tie you she... up and put you on the bottom of a carriage. I'd probably like it at this point. <laughs> Teasing, of course. Teasing. Okay, anyways, we're going to completely switch uh, notes here. Um, okay, so this book just recently came out, and I was so excited for it and pretty disappointed about it. And I think Martha did not enjoy this book either. But um, it's by Thomas Harris. He's the guy that wrote Silence of the Lambs, which is fabulous. I still haven't watched the movies, by the way. It's been like two years since I read the book. You books. need to watch the movies. They're so cool. Yeah. That's what everybody keeps telling me. But anyways, this book is called Carrie Mora. It is like his first book in a long time. I don't remember. Like when... 20 years. Yeah. And so everybody was massively excited about it. And it follows the story of Carrie Mora. Uh, she is a woman who lives in Florida, and she cleans houses and has a bunch of odd jobs. And she's from Colombia, and is she doesn't have papers, but she's li- still living in Florida. And um, they talk about how she had a horrible life growing up, um, and you kind of find more out late, like towards the end. But essentially, if you know anything about Colombia, it's like very drug torn. Um, they kidnap children, put them in armies and all sorts of stuff there. Um, it's a horrible place to, to grow up. And she got put directly in that. So anyway, she's living in Florida now. Her only family member is an aunt. <clears throat> and she is cleaning a house. And But she's being paid to actually live in this house. And it's being rented out as a, a movie set. Um, but she's the only person that's living there at the time. And then you kind of switch stories or s- switch like timelines to um, these guys that, that are kind of like drug lords. And you find out that under a house in Florida is like millions of dollars of gold bars. They're convinced it's buried under this house that's like on the beach. They had to figure out how to do it. It's the house that Carrie Mora is supposed to be watching and so these men are awful um and they talk about the main guy i don't remember his name he was a creepy fucker this is the only good part about the book is how creepy this guy was Mm -hmm. um but they talk about like him going home and him like he would literally murder people and put them in like a fish tank like a giant fish tank and then pour like lime or whatever inside of it so that he could watch them their body dissolve over time. And he would talk about, like, sometimes he'd put them in there alive. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and then he'd talk about, like, cutting off their finger. Or, like, he would literally just, play, it was like a game to him. Or he would literally, like, pulling, and they got him off, too. Like, what pulling the, the wings off fuck, of a fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. What, what were you saying, Bonnie? <clears throat> like, pulling the wings off of a fly. 
Only except it's human. So much worse. (laughs) And so it's like the some of the and then he just has these awful thoughts too about like what he wants to do to people and it's disgusting. That's the only thing about this book where you're like, what the fuck? And that really like is kind of but you sort of expect that from Thomas Harris, so it's not really shocking. The, I, well, I don't know. Like, I felt like that guy was more creepy than Silence well, of the Lambs. He definitely was. He definitely was. But what I'm saying is, is I mean, but that's what I, yeah. you want from the book. Yeah. But there was only a little bit of it, I guess. So it was kind of we. It, so anyway, so they talk about him at the beginning of the book, but then um, a bunch of like. Essentially, it turns into, like, Carrie Mora is trying to kind of get away from these guys, but kind of, like, figure out, I don't, it's kind of, it's kind of complicated. It's very, this book gives you a very, like, like, mafia vibe, but it's, um, like, like, drug cartel mafia vibe. Um, it's creepy. It's not... I didn't really enjoy the book. I didn't really like the vibe that it gave me. I don't know what you thought, Martha. Well, I thought that the characters were fantastic. And that's the only reason I gave it a higher rating. Yeah, But it was meandering. And Mm -hmm. it felt like the plot didn't go anywhere. I mean, it was was higgledy-piggledy, like stuck together. And I kept thinking, they could probably pick the bones of this and make a great movie. It but it didn't like really a, have a satisfying. It ending. was mostly. It was or, like watching an action movie. That's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And and the character that you just talked about, he was almost like. Like you got like, like a three or four glimpses of him. Yeah, he was like almost. You could take him and make a whole separate book about that guy because he was so creepy. Yeah, and then Carrie Mora, she was interesting and in everything, but certainly not a main character though. Yeah. I didn't think. I don't know. But so I don't know. It had redeeming points like his detail in the certain the characters were excellent. And there he were a, a couple terrifying parts. Um, there's a point where they're trying to dig. They're trying to find gold under the house and they're digging. And some guy part. It's I'm not going to tell that. It, OK, there's a scary part. It's terrifying. <laughs> so then you then you get your hopes up. That there's going to be more terrifyingness. And then you're kind of let down at the end because then. Agreed. Like, oh. It just goes. <sighs> ends with a whimper. Yeah. Doesn't sound fun. But it's not. I wouldn't say don't read it. It's not horrible, but it's not. It wasn't quite up to my Thomas Harris standards. What I was expecting. I felt a that thousand percent. It could agree. have been more twisty, turny, and instead it was just more. Like a gang, like terrifying, people novel. I, I, I didn't know. think that it was very well organized. It just felt clumped together. That didn't. I, I don't feel like I the organization bothered me. It was just like the the story in general was not interesting to me. Yeah. It didn't blend. No, no, it didn't like feel a dump like cake where you just dump everything in, bake it. You don't yeah, really it blend didn't it. feel like any of the parts fit together. It felt like a puzzle that you tried to cram pieces where they didn't fit in. Yeah. So. Again, the story is not my thing, but for anybody who is interested in like writing or if you just really like to read creepy things, this almost nothing scares me when it, I'm reading it. This really creeped me out. Yeah. Like in two different places at least. Yep. There's could have been more. It's been a while. Yeah, I'll ha- I agree with that and I think there were some scenes in this book mm-hmm. 
that really were brilliant. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason I, I rounded up when I gave it yeah. my rating on Goodreads. But yeah, I'm just not like, I, I'm not really like, I don't want to read books about the mafia. That's not my thing. It doesn't just make me want to turn the page or... Would this be more like a guidebook? Yeah. Like an action-packed I mean, guidebook? It's really not that action-packed. But I mean, there's a couple, maybe, I, I would be interested actually in hearing what a, a guy has to say about it to see if they like it more. Yeah, I I would also be interested in hearing. So if any of you guys out there decide to read this, you need to chime in and let us know what you thought. Or if you know any guys that have read this, (laughs) make them tell us. Yeah. Ask them and tell us what they I'd be really interested to see if they liked it more. Because they do like, and they sexualize women in this. Yep, they do. I mean, mean, they're trying to terrify you. Mm -hmm. It works. Yes. But anyways, that one's called Carrie Mora by Thomas Harris. I am going to review a book I just finished, which is always good because it means it's fresh in my mind. Because as you know, my mind does not hang on to shit. And if I don't write all of it down, you'll forget it. I forget. So good news for you guys, because you get the whole thing. Okay. Now, Nicole's going to like this because it was written by Blake Crouch. Oh, I saw your review on this. Yeah. It's called Recursion. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I wanted to read that. Yeah. First of all, let me say that it really, really closely resembled another book that I liked called Replay by... Oh, I remember you talking yeah, about that one. By Ken Grimwood. Anyway, uh, I'll start out by giving you kind of an idea of what it was about, since you might not have read that book. I have not. What Replay? Yeah. What Replay is about? Uh-huh. Well, no, I'm going to tell you what this book is about, and then I'll explain how I felt the two were connected. It starts out where this woman, she's a scientist, has an idea for a chair that helps people remember things. It helps with memory because her mother has Alzheimer's. So really, that is the beginning of this idea of hers, this thought of hers for creating a cure for Alzheimer's disease, but she's super, super smart. And all of this is related to quantum physics, and it's like super complicated. And she tries pitching her idea to a bunch of different companies. <clears throat> and mostly, they she's not really been very successful in getting anybody to help her. And she keeps getting turned down and turned down. And one day, this guy comes up to her and he says, I'm going to give you as much money as you need to get this done. No limit at all. So, of course, you know, she's a starving scientist. She decides to take the money. And then it kind of flips to another section where it shows this NYPD detective guy whose daughter has died in a horrific accident, and it basically ruined his life. His marriage failed, you know, his daughter's dead, all this horrible stuff has happened. And this guy shows up to him one day, and he says, I can make all of that go away, but you can't tell anybody about it. So he sends the guy back in time, and he saves his daughter. So clearly by now you're getting the vibe of time travel And the chair is the time travel. Mm. But all of a sudden, this 
syndrome starts to appear in the general public called FSM, false memory syndrome, where people are remembering entire lives that they didn't actually live. And you've, you've heard of all the time travel paradoxes and all these things. If you've ever read a time travel novel or seen a time travel movie. Or watched Doctor Who. <laughs> right. You get the thing about, you know, killing your own grandparent or whatever. Right. There are all of these different things that are bad about time travel. Well, this is a really interesting book and I really liked a lot about it. I liked a lot of different things about it. I like the sciencey bits about time travel. I like the quantum physics stuff. I like hearing about those things, even though I don't understand most of it. I love hearing about it. But truthfully, the story sort of takes a turn and starts to be a love story. Uh-oh. Yeah. Between the scientist and the NYPD detective, who sort of fall in love and get together and they keep traveling back in time 10 bazillion times to try to figure out this problem. And in the meantime, of course, there's the evil scientist dude who has taken the chair and, you know, made a bunch of money from it and all this horrible stuff happens and blah, 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 blah. But still the love story. Right. Okay. How does she survive? I don't know. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that this book had a lot of redeeming qualities about it. It was very exciting, but it was written in a very cinematic way. And I said the same thing about his earlier book. I said the same thing about Dark Matter. I said it, it felt like a movie. Yeah. I think people will really like this book based on that. What makes me sad is that I liked the other book better. And it, there matter. were so many similarities between it. This one had a lot of the sciencey bits that the other book did not have, but the other book had a better storyline. Are you talking about? It replay was very right romancy. Now? What <clears throat> replay? Yeah. Oh, okay. Repl- replay had a great love story in it, and I mean, it was a great love story. It yeah. had a lot better characters. It had a lot better connections. It felt completely different than this book. I'm just focused. You said great love story, and I'm just gobsmacked. It really was a great love story. It was. Yeah, Somebody it just sounded. Needs to... I kind of want to look up that book replay. If, so, if you're going to read a book like this, I would have to recommend the other one. Replay was a better book. This one's going to be there. This one will be a big deal. People will make a big deal out of this movie when it comes out because it will be a good movie. But the bones of this story came from replay. I just know it. I just feel it. It has that kind of a mm-hmm. replay was such a good book. Oh, makes me want to go back and read it again. I really uh, like his Wayward Pines trilogy. Yeah. And I was thinking of you when I read this because I knew how much you liked those. Mm-hmm. Who read or who wrote like uh, Ken Ra- Grimwood? Oh, Ken replay? Grimwood re- uh, wrote uh, replay. All right. The library has it. That was good. I'm borrowing it. That was a good book. It really was. But and this was a good book too. But I can't say I wish this part, this book didn't have so much of the love story in it because I suppose it was important. But by the time I got to the end, I was like, Bleh. "There we go. Like enough. Of <laughs> yeah, the love. come on. Could you find a cheesier ending in there? 
And and once again, that the movie ending type thing. It was predictable. It you know, everything was wrapped up in a pretty little bow. Blech. Yeah. So this was a good book and people will like it. That's the bottom line. Somebody needs to write a book just full of one night stands. Ooh, that Martha would be a good would like book. That one. I would. <laughs> yeah. No, I just don't like things that are not believable. I feel like people, real and life love is, isn't believable. No, it you is. You just wrote a real... book about time travel, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a du- This feels like dual expectation. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with the time what? travel, but the love. No, yeah, love doesn't happen in real life. I this am. feels unfair. <laughs> it, yeah, and I think that's part of the problem, though, because time travel isn't real. No, that we know of, but. It's not. All of the true love stuff that got put into it felt even less real than the time travel. Okay, buddy. I don't know. I'm Like I said, people will like this book. They will. This is going to be big. Mm-hmm. It just didn't fit it for me. Replay was better. So anyway, this was called Recursion by Blake Crouch. And I still gave it four stars because it really was... The first part of it was excellent, and I love all the time travel stuff and all the paradoxes, and it wasn't too much. Dark Matter was too much. He had too much shit going on in that one, and it gave you whiplash. But this one was very well written from that point of view, and I liked so much about it. So, yeah. All right. That's that. The end. I still want to read it. I'm going to enjoy the love story. On a different like I note, said, I think people will like it. I just went in to put that replay to see if they had it. Mm-hmm. And Good Omens finally came in at my library. Yay! <laughs> so guess what? I'm going to read first. Good <laughs> Omens. And I can't review that on the podcast because this I've already read it once. And you reviewed it. Did you review it? Or I, did I? I reviewed it. Reviewed you reviewed it. it. Yeah. I don't think I've Please ever reviewed it. <clears throat> I didn't need to review you? it, though. Because and then I'm going to need to borrow somebody's Amazon account so that I can go home and watch it. I'd watch it again. You can borrow okay. mine and also, yeah, I would watch it again because I love it. I've we been thinking have, about rewatching it. Maybe it we should so have good. a watch party. After I read it. We well, can yeah. all watch it together. Nicole's like, no. <laughs> what? No, Travis already watched it. Oh, did he? So good. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not very good at watching things. Yeah. I have too many other things yeah. to do. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I never remember to like. I don't know. Or I just fall asleep if I turn TV. I got to finish my current book, but I should be. I'm over halfway done with it. Yeah, Good Omens is long. It's longer than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's 12 hours on here. I wonder really? how fast they talk. I that the seems book. fast. <laughs> the book doesn't look that big. You can't like skim anything. No, you have to read it all. Yeah, you have to like read the whole thing, which is not something I do all the time. Like oh. a wholehearted like. Really paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I read and do other stuff a lot. Well, yeah, me too. Especially when I'm doing audiobooks. Yeah. If I have to pay attention to stuff, I have to get the hard copy. The audio was good, though, because I listened to the audio on like 1.5 so that I could finish it in time for the podcast when I reviewed it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's okay listening to it faster. That's what I was wondering, because yeah. sometimes if they're slow talkers, I can turn it up to 1.5. I did. I think it would have been better probably on like 1.25, but I was really desperate and I was like, we got to go. We got to go. Got to get this done. (laughs) Got to finish this book. I think the only one that I've gone higher than 
1.5 is when I listen to Gone with the Wind because they talk in that southern drawl and they are slow talkers above the southern drawl. <gasps> so it was, I, I ended up turning that up to like two. And I never do that. And yeah, it was I like listened normal. to one recently that I had to turn it up to two. I've it never was, made it that high. 1.5 is like, because if they're a slow enough talker go. and a low enough talker, it sounds like this to me. <laughs> the sad thing is, is I've listened to them at 1.5 for, or 1.5 or 1.25 for so long that every once in a while it'll switch it to one. And I'll be listening and going, what the fuck is wrong with this? Why is it dragging? I don't understand. And I'm looking and it's like, oh, no, it's at normal speed. <laughs> Ah, uh, the the difficulties of audiobook listening. Yeah, first world problems right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to get a hold of our uh, Book Girl World Tour. Book Girl World Girl. Tour. Virtual World Tour person. You said it. Good I job. Did. I said it right the first time <laughs> for next week. So hopefully we'll be able to get a hold of her and gonna get this thing on the road. Of course, all the other ones that we've done up to now have been here in person. Right. Well, this one lives in Belgium. So she's that's not going to be here no. in person. I hope she's not on vacation or anything. Could she fly us out to Belgium? We could do a live podcast. Well, sadly, I don't think she's independently wealthy. But if she was a princess mm-hmm. or something, maybe she could. I don't think they have those in Belgium anymore. Damn it. <laughs> Monarchy's not really a thing. <laughs> Sheesh. Anybody got any profound thoughts for the ending of our podcast this week? No, but if you have any no. ideas what I should get Travis for his birthday, somebody should let me know. Oh, when's his birthday? Like yeah. a week from Monday. Wow. Oh, you best get yourself in here, friend. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, what do boys I like? I a pair of underwear. I know. Get him some tequila. No. And won't. some lingerie. Uh, like for him or no, for her? No, for her. <laughs> Boys like that kind of thing. You should buy thing. some of those sandals, though. Those were cute. Which ones? <laughs> the ones with the bow. See, that's what Nicole does during the podcast. She shops. Now, see, I, like I just the, started. I like I'm the just one just started. I'm just teasing you, Nicole. The one at Nicole. the end is better. These? No, the, other end. Oh, that one? I like yeah. those. I like those, and they're cheap, but I don't know if my foot would fit in them. <sighs> yeah, those are the kind where you have to have, like, skinny feet. Yeah, they wouldn't work for me. I probably need those one second from the end. They look like fat feet kind of shoes. Oh, cripes. I think we better leave now because we're going to bore people to death with your shoe shopping. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Oh, hey, you wore the flip-flops. Thanks. Are those from Target? Uh, no. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.